1: Everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown, joining me as co host this week. Ooh, my favorite co host of all. No co host, but I do have a couple of guests. Carrie and Cindy will be back next week ish. We got a lot of shit going on. Everyone's lives are a shambles. I have a fucking anesthesia needle embedded in my jaw. I have to have surgery. But hey, I got a couple of guests here. Case in point. Katrina Davis shocked at the information I just delivered.
0: I need what right now. I w- can that can the episode be about that? What, has that already been covered? I'm. So-
1: <laughs> I think when I'm done dealing with it, I'll probably do an episode oh, about it. Goodness. It happened about six weeks ago. I went to the dentist and they were numbing my teeth. Yeah. I was just there to get a crown, and the needle broke inside oh. my face. Oh my gosh. And it I, I have to like go to UCLA and have actual surgery to get it out. It's a whole fucking thing.
0: That's insane.
1: And so I'm recording a bunch of episodes ahead of time to clear way for my face to be sliced open because I talk for a living and I won't be able to do that for a while. Oh my
2: goodness. So guests.
1: Happy to be
2: here. <laughs> also, Jack Kelly is here. I can't believe you thought you could get away with just dropping that information and neither of us saying anything after that. Thank you. Thank You're you just so like oh, we're just going to breeze past this thing that I have a n- part of a needle stuck in my face. And like I going to go straight to no... my
0: handles.
2: What? <laughs> there will be there will be no follow up questions. Immediate
0: concern.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah,
1: I wish I had the X ray on my computer so I could send it to you. Oh my God, that's
0: an album cover. Oh, no it is guess. because
1: for some reason my jaw looks like fire. Like they had the fire filter on when they did my x-ray and there's just a
2: spike oh man. sitting oh in it. Oh my It's amazing.
1: Gosh.
2: It's pretty See, great. I've had a lot of dental work done and I've never had that fear before. So thank you for now putting that fear in me. <laughs>
1: But hey, there's people in the world who have bigger problems than me. For example, the cast of the hit Fox television show Glee.
0: They really do. I didn't know the extent. I knew like half of what apparently happened surrounding this show.
1: Yeah, I had heard rumblings and I'd heard like the big overall stories, but like the work conditions I had never heard about.
2: I sadly knew about all of it. (laughs) Um I was deep in the fandom oh, okay. uh, all six seasons, and I was uh, terribly aware of all oh of it. Gosh. I also did background on an episode. So firsthand knowledge of those Stop. working conditions.
0: I was about to say I never thought about it and I watched like some of the first season I remember, but I danced when I was younger. So the idea of doing that on top of singing and acting does seem I straight up busted my calculator out when that crew guy told said that they would have like 100 hour pay stubs. And I was like, that is only sleeping and eating and working. Like if you went if you had a 30 minute commute tops, you would have just enough time to eat and sleep like that's bonkers
2: and the thing is too is that like unions are pushing for good turnaround times and like if the show doesn't take their turnarounds then they get fined and something like that where they're making so much money they don't care they're like fine we'll we'll pay Pay it it. we don't give a shit like we'll we'll pay that we'll pay them the extra money
0: it becomes like something they budget in is torture
1: (laughs) that's one of the things that bothers me about this documentary because they talk about how harsh these working conditions were and like they start getting into well is that maybe what drove cory monteith to and we'll get into all of this in more detail in a bit like but and then you're like oh yeah that's that's an interesting thought or was it the work conditions and then they're like nah leah michelle's a bitch that's why it happened <laughs> She probably did it because she's an asshole. And it's like, man, I'll, I don't doubt that she's a shit person, but it takes a really harsh tone toward Not her. that
0: they did a very good job of this at all, but I did take that as a factor of one more person that was at least getting paid enough to and loved the work enough that even though they were there doing the same hours were able to just like make this decision on behalf of God knows how many other people (laughs) physically and emotionally. Not that that wasn't because of a, you know, a very kind of like nepotistic, is that a word? (laughs) A nepotism related Mm -hmm. relationship where they were talking about like, oh, well, if you're the bestie of the person that makes all the decisions, then you just get to be the person whose opinion matters, yeah. And she just as well could have been someone that was possibly a little more balanced in what their needs and wants are at a, as a person that isn't so work driven that she felt better diving back into work. And all these other people were like, I'm actively crying.
2: <laughs> like, I'm just wondering because. I never saw a call sheet, so I don't know what their order was. And I don't know if she was one on the call sheet or if she was, you know, if that was Matt Morrison, because, like, in the last three seasons, he was not doing as much. But, like, you know, to have her be, you know, not only, like, one of the stars of the show, like, like one of the top names, but also, like, now, like, the girlfriend of the person who just passed away, I think, like, that's the reason they were, like, leaning on her, because it's, like, Oh well, she was the most affected, affected. by this, and it's absolutely. like
0: absolutely, I can see that being like if she's okay, then yeah, who else could possibly you know not be able to pull through or something like that?
2: I do find the assertion that she was like calculating f- for like her and Corey's relationship that she was like, oh well, if I do this and if I do this, and like you know when you know I'm gonna push him this way, and then this will push this certain narrative about me like. I don't know if that's entirely true because that's some misogynist bullshit. (laughs) Or they were just like stars on a show and they played romantic interest. How many times have we seen that happen but like the other one doesn't die? Like it's- Right. That's just something that happens
0: on long term shows all the time. Like even they talk about Naya talking about the natural occurrence of just being like, yeah, these are the people that you're around. T- like you end up kind of if you're attracted to each other in any kind of way it's probably going to end up happening kind of thing
1: yeah there's even yeah. someone one of the talking heads he's talking about leah michelle and cory monteith's relationship and this motherfucker actually says well i think she just wanted to be around him because he was on a hit tv show and it's like bitch she's the star of that hit tv show what are you talking about like that is insane
0: i feel like that was another part of, like you were saying, uh, Jack, them kind of like seeding this really weird web of, oh, well, maybe she was the friend that, you know, gave Corey faux support and kind of triggered this spiral. And that being some, in some way, something that would benefit her yeah. in any way That was very strange for them to kind Mm -hmm. of twist that all up into like the one person that I almost like trusted the most their experience with her because it was at least on set. And that person takes so long to get to in the documentary, like the people that they got for this, (laughs) like some of the, the, guy who could not more forcefully shoehorn in the story of how he met his husband yes <laughs> like, they just like immediately discredit and not to say that they don't have any kind of first-hand accounts but like the way that people are unable to hide who they are also and that somehow kind of not discrediting them but like for me watered down what their testimony was about the people that were actually supposed to be hearing about was like yeah but also you are very clearly enjoying this a little bit like
2: yeah yeah that yeah. for for leah and Corey, it was so it's so interesting because especially being like so deep in the fandom they weren't public with their relationship until like maybe around season three so i'm like if this was clearly for show especially because they even mentioned like oh they started dating before season one even started airing it was like i
0: thought was shocked to hear that too i was like yeah. oh so they like super kept it a secret for a long time
2: people had like speculation there was yeah. also speculation about jenna ushkowitz and kevin McHale dating but uh kevin yes. later came out as his gate and it was like oh yes. no you guys are just best friends yeah, yeah i remember <laughs> um, that I didn't believe those rumors because I was like, they just seem like besties. Also, Jenna's been in a long-term relationship, so, like, I don't think that's true. And then, of course, there's people who are, like, <sighs> they're, like, Chris Cole for Darren Chris Truthers, and they firmly believe that, like, <laughs> like Darren's relationship with his l- wife, Mia, and now they have a baby, that that's all just a ruse, that, like, they're secretly together, and it's just, oh, like... Oh, that you're...
0: they're secretly and I, I don't...
2: Yeah, that... that chris colfer and darren chris are secretly yeah. together and it's like and these are like truthers like it's psychotic but like the re- like but thinking of like it's like i i can see how they kind of got to that point of just like people thinking like oh well they are they have really great chemistry which is like okay that's also just called good acting everybody but also that's like these are the only people they spend time with so yeah. Like, yeah they're gonna be in all pictures like together bonded.
0: You're yeah, so basically. tired and like <laughs> physically like exhausted. Yeah. And cut off. And, it, and yeah, speaking. and it's also like
2: who else is can talk to these experiences except for everybody You're else so who's right. on this show? Even yeah.
0: if you were to have happened to found someone out or at a club the second you even started like texting them or whatever, how relatable is your week to anyone yeah. that isn't on this show?
1: Yeah, I, what'd you yeah. do today? I danced to a Journey song for 16 hours while Ryan Murphy shot at my feet with a
0: pistol. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> I shuffle ball stepped until my heels bled, <laughs> and then I scream cried into a towel in a bathroom. <laughs> Drinks at eight?
1: <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's a question. Is this too long? Is this document did it need to be three episodes? Mm,
0: absolutely no. not. But I, I another thing that I very much agreed with was this formula that we are all now subscribed to whilst complaining about it is like we're all aware of the ones that they're dragging out like just on the way that it's edited with the retakes and of the suspenseful pauses and everything it has just the way that it was created is very much like you all were trying to fill the time
2: yeah I could see, like, maybe an hour, an hour and a half. Mm. Like, we're really pushing it. But, like, three... I was halfway through episode two, and I was like, oh, is this still episode one? I'm like, wait, how is this episode two? Because it was, like, it just... A part of it was because I was like, oh, none of this is new information for
0: me. I was just about to say yeah. the entire first episode is basically irrelevant to you, though, because that to me kind yeah. of set a good base for knowing the show was huge, knowing that it went on forever, but having fallen off very early. So I did like the first one strictly informationally, but they did also, I feel like it's for could also be someone going in. Ice cold. Like, if my mom, who has no idea what a glee is, wanted to know all about this, she could also benefit from the first one because I do feel like they really hammer over your head like, how many people liked glee? And I was like, yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the problem is they keep going back to that. At various points and it's like, we get it. The show was huge.
0: That's why I feel like it was for like someone who maybe has no idea about the show at all because they really need you to know how uh, famous these people became and how quickly they did. But but I also did not know about the dance tour. Oh, yeah. I wish I had
2: seen that. 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 What? I actually actually attended the first tour.
0: I would have died to have seen them at a Hot Topic.
2: Oh yeah hell yeah it, oh yeah I but I was I actually attended their first like actual tour they went to Where? Um, they did four cities they did uh, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago and Phoenix um, <laughs> sure <laughs> I saw them in Chicago and it was technically my first concert ever oh, um, my God. I wow. was 20 years old uh right 20. I was either 19 or 20. And um Yeah, I just checked it you were was, 20. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um and it was uh yeah, I mean, it was great. Like my friend and I like went in like homemade fan t-shirts because we didn't have anything. I was looking for the shirt I actually had from the concert tour and i must have given it away recently because um, i had uh. it for years it was great like it was, was really really like? fun like
0: like were there like pyrotechnics and stuff like did they have background <laughs> dancers was it just them like how big was it
2: oh It was pretty big. They did have some background dancers. It was mostly them, but they also, like, came out as their characters. Like, they weren't performing these concerts as them as the actors. They were still playing their characters on stage. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I would have killed to see that. I loved
1: the first season of Glee. It was so good.
2: Yeah. It's a little weird that I also have, like, photos of me with, like, Harry Shum Jr., Jenna Ushkowitz, and Mark Saling. Oh. um, because those were the ones that like came by us, like yeah. as we were, you know, waiting yeah. outside stage door. Well, like...
0: y- how could you have possibly known?
2: Oof. Exactly, exactly. And I was not his target demo. Ooh.
1: Oh. oh, wow! <laughs>
2: not at the time. I was a little too
1: old, but. Um, <laughs> I didn't know about the Hot Topic tour. That's amazing. Like, that, oh, yes. it doesn't seem like the right crossover. Like, I come meet like the cast is, of Glee and pick up a Slayer t-shirt. Like, what the I fuck? I feel
0: like that is someone on paper looking at their demographic <laughs> and being like, where do misfits go? and like looking at a printout and being like well we the only place we have is Hot Topic like we can't have it outside of the movie that's the only (laughs) other place I think that would have picked up on their like marketing research so I can kind of but I did hear that and I was like wait what?
2: So they also sold like Glee merch at Hot Topic they also sold it at Borders R.A.P. but Uh, I I had like a Glee. I I had like a Glee, um, like coffee to go thermos. I had a messenger bag. I had a keychain. I had (laughs) just like I had as as much stuff as I could find in the Midwest. Oh. Absolutely. When I, like I said, when I said I was deep in the fandom, I'm also talking like, like live journal fandom, like moving into, moving on to Tumblr, uh, for fandom stuff. I was doing like, like message board RPGs as the characters, like just, it was a lot.
1: That does sound like a lot.
2: (laughs) Really was not joking (laughs) when I said I was deep in the fandom.
0: (laughs) So this oh my goodness. That's first... like D&D for Glee. You were writing <laughs> <Yes>. as
2: them. <laughs> D&Glee. Yes. Yes. So this Correct.
1: first episode mostly focuses on Corey Monteith and yes. his drug problems. We find out he had drug issues well before the show started. I don't know what they're going for with almost all of this because I get that, I mean, I guess finding out the depths of his drug issues is you know newsworthy but it seems like they're pushing this idea that like well did maybe taking glee force him back into doing drugs and that's what's killed what killed him And it's like yeah maybe but that also doesn't mean he shouldn't have taken this show like that's, yeah I imagine like if he had just like not succeeded in his dreams, Something about that might have pushed him back. I was just about too. to say,
0: can you imagine passing on this and then seeing what Glee did? And if that wouldn't have possibly super depressed him in L.A. and like made him spiral. Yeah. You know, even sooner, possibly. That's I feel like you could say that about any potential major downfall in someone's life who struggles with addiction is like, could was that the thing? And it's like sh- it could have been but that's not the show's fault.
2: <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. Yeah, I mean what right. the there was that one person in the documentary who was saying like could this have happened had he never gotten the show? Maybe. We'll right. never know. Like right. he yeah. he absolutely could have. And I think part of it I'm torn because it's like I think he could have relapsed but on the one hand, I'm like, it's not the show's fault, but it it, it is also the show's fault. Like, it's it's it the byproduct of the show. It didn't help. That's mm. for certain. Like, I'm speaking from somebody who is not in an addiction program or anything. I don't, you know, I don't have any strong relations with people who are, um, have addictions or haven't had conversations. So this is with a grain of salt. But, like, the way that they framed it and the way that I've seen friends kind of talk about it on social media is that, like, a big component of it is... Support from outside, from your friends, from your family, from everybody. And if you are at work for 16 hours a day and you're not seeing those people you don't have time you have you don't have time off period you don't have time to maintain those relationships you don't have time really to yourself you don't have time to relax you don't have the ability to even like you know if he wanted to go to you know aa or na or anything he can't there's no time like to go to to these programs when are you going to get to a meeting like he, there was just no ability for him to have a proper support system while having this job and i think it is partly the job's fault because he just that's even he just on didn't the, have the time
0: even on the but, yeah. on the base level of like protecting an asset i think that whatever was done was kind of like people trying to be there for him on a personal basis, but whatever, like, breaks he took might have just been of his own volition and, like, too little, too late, possibly, because it sounds like they kind of wrote him out when he started disappearing on his own. Instead of, like, you saying, him having anyone to be like, hey, things are getting really bad. Like, I need to step back before I start using again or whatever that potentially could have looked like. Like you said, it doesn't sound like Mm. there was much space for that kind of conversation for him to be like, well, and even they were kind of talking about the culture of the show and the demands where if y- I've definitely been on jobs where you could tell someone like, Oh, we'll tell your job that you need a break and they'll laugh in your face and be like, yeah, I'll just get fired. Like that's not an, o- you don't feel like that's an option.
1: Right. So Yeah. I do genuinely feel like Ryan Murphy does not get enough heat in this mm. documentary. Like at the end of the day, yeah. the work schedule was him. Like the things he put the crew through especially was him. And I really reject the idea that them going back to work so quick after Cory Monteith died should be on Leah Michelle's shoulders. It's like, mm. this show is your creation, Ryan Murphy. Fucking take charge in that minute and ask everyone not just the star of the show right. what they want to do take a fucking right. poll if you have a to
0: team, right like yeah. you are the people that make this show happen can we do this right now like it's, where is everyone at?
2: yeah it's almost like he just used leah as a scapegoat to mm-hmm. like yeah you know get back to work so quickly and it was like well leah said it was okay and it was like okay but like You're the showrunner and and you can make a different choice.
0: (laughs) And I wonder how aware he was of different relationships on set and that kind of being the perfect person to put a decision like that on. Because I can imagine getting the call and being like, "Well, did you hear we're going back?" Because Leah said da da, -da?" and being like, "Of course she did," and it immediately even would divert people on the job's attention away from him being the person that actually makes that call.
2: Yeah, Mm,
0: interesting.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I hadn't thought about it that way, but that is, (laughs) but that is a really, really good theory. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What did we think of the group of talking heads they assembled for this? I feel like there are a lot of fringe characters. A
0: lot of the notes that I agreed with that you made could really be summed up in like grasping at straws, like the people that they got to interview, the length of the documentary itself. Everything is kind of just like a little more stretched out than it needs to be and that takes what little validity that is there it kind of dissipates because they filled it with so much other stuff that it makes it matter less to me you know what I mean like it's almost it it has nuggets of credibility that completely get lost because they made it three episodes and interviewed these people and left in things that to me don't need To be really shared outside of them maybe having, like, a dinner with someone two wines in. Like, I don't (laughs) know. Yeah. They seem like people that genuinely cared about them, but not necessarily that should have been interviewed for a documentary. I don't know. Yeah. Some of them. Like, I like the roommate and I like, I love Naya's dad.
1: Yeah, Naya's dad needed to be there. The roommate I made love sense.
0: Him. Like, I feel like he was even kind of we'll talk about it, I'm sure later, but like again, no one really even talks about her having a past relationship with Mark. Nope. And what that looked like when she found out, like None of that. I was waiting for him to say something about that.
1: That's one of the other really infuriating things about this documentary is it's like 75 percent Corey Monteith and Leah Michelle. Yes. And then that last episode, I'm like, well, I'm ready to hear a whole lot about Mark Salling. And they're like, yeah, he was a pedophile, but he was a great guy anyway. Did you know Naya Rivera drowned? Like well, you know, it's like that. You're really, really glossing over that.
0: Even one of the crew ladies, I was kind of in the same headspace of where are they gonna go after dropping all of this information even like the amount that they found and all of that stuff. And like I said, I was waiting for nice dad or something and then they just have one of the crew ladies say, yeah, I mean, a lot of the things that have happened after this show was over just <laughs> horrific. And even like she you." she used some, I think it was horrific, but she used some other adjective that I was waiting for her to say something like more damning about what that looks like. And she kind of just lumped it all together in all of the stuff that happened quote unquote after the show. Even the fact that they don't have anyone, they have the news people say it, but I feel like they put a lot of the harshest stuff, uh, harshest information and real information in writing. So no one ever says it. You just like read a lot of the stuff that made you be like, oh my God, what? I was just reading all of that stuff. They didn't really have anyone to speak on the things that I want to know the most about.
1: Yeah. Just the fact that like almost no, like no one from Corey Monteith's family is involved in this.
0: I, that's mm-hmm. what takes the credibility away. It's like, I don't know. I wondered if these people, which I would respect, if they just don't speak, they right. just are not, No, they could not get anyone. That's what I thought. I thought they just could not get anyone. And so the people that could, we could get were... Naya's dad, who is already used to being front-facing because he's a self-proclaimed someone that's okay being in the public eye, and people that clearly will talk to this about anyone who will listen to them. Some of them, like Naya's friend, who clearly does not like Leah Michelle, even right. though I don't know if he's ever met her. Like there, um, who else? It was Him. like an
2: assistant to a showrunner. It was or assistant to a producer. It was like two different hair people. Um, yes. it was a a rigging gaffer that I was like, yes. okay. Um, which I they <laughs> like,
0: only have him in there, I think, to speak to the guy who worked himself potentially to death because it I was, his, was
2: it was his for, brother. Yes, yeah. So for, yeah. You're
0: right. The first episode and a half, I'm like, okay you're great but why are you here specifically and then you figure out why
2: yeah yeah it took a long time to get to that and it was because i was like why are we interviewing a gap it's like who who they could get
0: yeah because at first i was just like this is who would publicly speak about this who like has the energy and time and even wants to be Mm -hmm. associated with you know whatever this is going to be
1: yeah the whole second episode of this felt like filler to me like yeah, we could have just lopped that whole 45 minutes off of this and made this like a 90 minute thing
0: yes exactly it, the, a lot of the issues I have with it are with whether or not a more credible people were accessible and editing it's just like this didn't need to be three episodes yeah. we could have focus this information a lot better and i'm literally in my head trying to edit and it's like should they have done everyone else before and ended with Corey because clearly that's who we have the most information about or like i feel like that's why i feel like they had enough for a a lot about Corey, but there were too many other things that they felt were like too drama worthy to leave out
2: right they were definitely doing like a chronological A retelling of like what happened which like i get why they would choose to do that but also like i don't know it's just like choosing to do a docu-series like almost 10 years after he died of this guy who is only a star on this one show seems Mm -hmm. really strange and like it's so they had about
0: the show as a whole and they had
2: to make it out about speak the show. To that whole and, like
0: e true Hollywood story spin of if there's mm-hmm. a curse or not, like they kind of had to. Like,
2: yeah, fill and it I out. and they definitely had to be like, oh, is there a curse to this? Uh-huh. And I'm like, I actually would say yes, there is a curse to the show, but not in the way that this docu series was portraying it. Is that right. like most of these actors have had really difficult time getting jobs after that show. Mind yes. you, most of them will never have to work a day in their lives because they have made so much right. money on this right. show. They don't have to, but, but they
0: got into they don't have the actors and they. Right.
2: But like Darren Chris uh, is, I'm like going through the whole cast in my head. Because like even like I, Leah Michelle, like she didn't really get any film work after that. She did like the New Year's Eve movie and then she never got hired did for anything she go again. Back
0: to Broadway stuff.
2: It took her a while to get back to Broadway. Um, She tried to do film stuff out here, but nobody would hire her because she is notoriously difficult to work with. And then she finally went back to Broadway to play Fanny Bryce in Funny Girl, um, Mm -hmm. which is like her dream role. And you know that's a whole other, that's wonder... a whole other podcast. Yeah, <laughs> well, didn't wondered... Jane Lynch quit that because Leah Michelle joined the cast? That's there... a rumor. Um, no. That's not <laughs> what happened. But she did quit the cast when um, Beanie Feldstein left, um, and mm. so they brought. In another, uh, they brought in um, Tova Tovafeldsha to play um, oh, okay. the same part as Jane Lynch. So oh, it's wow. it wasn't that she quit. She very much dispelled rumors of like I didn't quit because Leo was coming. Okay. I quit because okay. I wanted to do this with I. I'm leaving in solidarity with Beanie. Like, okay. recast both of us. Like, it wasn't because Leah Michelle was coming in. Okay. Um, uh huh. So yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> it could be. It could be false, but who knows? Adam, with but your speculation. Um, uh huh. <laughs> but yeah, Jane. I would say Jane Lynch and Darren Criss are like the two actors who had like substantial alike. careers. They yeah. well. Because Darren became a Ryan Murphy muse, so he got cast in everything Ryan Murphy afterwards. So he's he took over Leah Michelle's spot because he's a little easier to work with. I'm assuming this is all alleged. And Jane Lynch because she was already established. Um, right. That's but the rest what of them really, see. the rest of them have done like some indie stuff. Um, Chris Colfer stopped acting entirely, and he is writing children's books. Jeez. And, oh, wow. you know, and he's he's been writing them for 10 years now. Like he's, you know, an established children's author now. Yeah, and, that's the
1: that's the thing I was wondering is how many of them know,
2: are just like doing choreography oh, and shit like that. I, 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 I take that So back. many
0: of them sung and danced before, but weren't necessarily. At I At take
2: extent. that back. Yeah. Amber Riley is also doing stuff, but she's oh, once yeah, yeah. again, like not. She's kind of in the middle. She's she's not doing the amount of stuff that like Darren Chris is doing, but she's doing more than the rest of them. So cuz she I actually saw her in um Little Shop um when it was at the Pasadena Playhouse like pre-pandemic, she played oh, wow. Audrey 2 and fucking killed it at curtain call because she's doing voiceover basically for the whole show oh she came out gosh. in like sweatpants I was like you know <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. yeah um, she but no I do think that like yeah. the
0: curse would be being that young forced to work that hard then being on the cusp of social media and being like some of the first test subjects of like youth and that extra lens and the constant like they, even the way they kind of described it reminded me of how people talk about 80s kids, like the Brat Pack and stuff, and just like that plus phones.
1: <laughs> yeah. One of the things I really hated about this documentary, several things, <laughs> was all of the sleuthing they were trying to do around the death of Corey Monteith and Naya Rivera both. Like with Corey Monteith, he was clean for a long time. And right relapsed right and didn't have the same tolerance he used Mm -hmm. to have and it killed him which
0: happens all the time
1: all the time like it's Mm -hmm. such a common thing yeah and like you can't like officially confirm that but that's already out there that that is probably what happened
0: that's the only thing that sucks For people who are just like dying to have that level of closure, even if it's like his family members or people that actually like need it to, you know, would feel better on a daily basis with it is like he didn't happen to be partying with anyone. He was just up there alone. So there's like no friend that's like come forward and said that, you know what I mean? There's no one around to corroborate anything. So like Jack said, we'll just like never fully know. But that is what. And I did like the one person, the one entertainment reporter that kind of said, like, that's what all this comes from, is people just not having information and needing to fill that space of discomfort with something.
1: Yeah, they do it with Naya Rivera's death, too.
0: Hers was way worse, though. Like, I feel like in terms of them having way less to talk about and just, like, reaching so
1: hard. Yeah. I mean, she drowned. And that I also have heard the theory that they land on years ago, which is that they were swimming in the boat, floated away, Um. and she was able to get... The kid back on the boat and she didn't have the energy to get back on the boat so she mm. drowned that sounds perfectly reasonable
2: i just love all of the stuff that was like was like oh well why was she on the lake that day yes. I was like because it was the middle of a pandemic and that was like one of the few things you could do with your child yeah. is like take them on a lake on a boat just it's the so two ridiculous. of you like i was like yeah. it's it's not this big of a reach guys like <laughs> let's calm down
0: because also what kind of weird dramatic suicide would that be for me like i'm going to rent a pontoon boat (laughs) and then go out into the middle of the ocean and leave like that does not make
1: sense no at
0: all like you wouldn't just be like facetiming your even that i wonder if that was some kind of weird bad edit that they did because she was like facetiming him trying to talk about the anchor and stuff and then the phone went dead but he didn't seem like concerned like there's no way i wouldn't be talking to my dad about anchoring a boat and my facetime would end and we wouldn't at some point like call back and be like oh i got it or whatever yeah like for a second they try to make it like They were mid-conversation, and then the phone call ended while she was trying to anchor the boat. Like, they try to create all of this mystery.
1: Yeah, they they try to do that with so many things. They treat the fact that Glee lost some viewers over the years like it's a fucking horror movie plot. (laughs) Like, there's all this dark music, and there's, like, smoke on the screen. It's like, (laughs) calm down.
0: Well, if anything, I was... I feel like all of that horror should have been saved for when they were talking about the success because they were talking about things getting bigger and bigger about how he didn't want to take the time to drive to Long Beach anymore. And like those were the times where I was like, oh, God, this is what like capitalism is in entertainment is just like constantly having to beat yourself and just making everything like the one older lady who was like every week it was like okay so how can we physically do this under budget in this amount of time like how can we even make this a reality
1: yeah it takes such a long time to get back to Corey monteith in this documentary like
0: i didn't they, think we were ever going to i thought we were <laughs> i don't know what the the organization is supposed to be because the co- the information's so off. Like there's so much for Corey. And then there's like a couple of other random suicides and deaths and heart attacks and stuff. And then they stretch out what little they have of Naya so much. So it's like it looks like how your phone uses memory. Like there's <laughs> so much there's so much Corey and then there's all these other little colors. And it's yeah. like what's going on?
1: Yeah. And we've touched on it a little bit. But I think it's the hairdresser guy is the With one the who good
0: mutton chops. Yeah, I do. I love his look. He gets a little dramatic, but I did love him in the beginning.
2: His name is also Doug spelled D-U-G-G. So <laughs> I 100% he's got that going for noticed
0: him. <laughs> that. I was like, get out of here, Doug. Not just that, but
1: his job title was hair department head and it's like wait do you run the hair department or do they just like experiment on your head when they're trying to like work up shit in the lab but doug with two g's is the one who tells this story about Corey monteith relapsing and he says well he was at a party and he told this person who was with him that he wanted to maybe have a drink and this person, who was a cast member, told him, well, go ahead and have a drink. I'll, I'll be here to protect you. And this guy says it was someone Corey loved. And then he's like, but I'm not going to say the name because I heard it secondhand. It's like everyone knows what you're doing right now. You're yes. trying to make it seem like Leah Michelle is the one who made Corey fall off the Triggered wagon. Triggered this, right. Especially with that it was someone he loved. Yes. And it's like, man, I love my mom, my wife, and my friend Jeff. And I love them all in very different ways. Someone he loved could mean fucking anything. You That's either say true. the name in that story or don't tell that story. That's fucked up, Doug.
2: I I just, I get really upset with just how much like, you know, it, how much Leah ge- is getting like the blame for Corey's yeah. death in this. of just like, she did not cause this man's death she did not do that she you know having a relationship on top of everything might not have helped but they want to make it sound like she personally like handed him the syringe handed him the bottles like and she was like okay have fun locked the door like they make it sound like she personally did this to him and it was like i don't think she did i think it's safe to assume that she's rather high maintenance in relationships. I don't think that's a far assumption to make. But, like, I think it's really awful to try and blame her for his relapse, for his, you know, for for all of this. It's just,
0: if anything, it's just wholly would,
2: ridiculous.
0: If anything, I would say she reads more as the kind, if you're going to even go along with the picture of her that they paint in this documentary she seems like the kind of partner that would be so focused on themselves that like you could potentially relapse and they wouldn't notice like she would be be like hey i'm going back to canada for a week and she'd be like cool bye like see you when you get back and as long as you like text her whenever she texts you you could probably party for a decent amount of time and (laughs) her maybe not really no because i wondered as someone who knows very little how together were they at that point had they broken up and gotten back together at all like were they together for the whole time do you do you know anything about that
2: i mean weirdly they were very quiet about their relationship Mm -hmm. like they didn't post like a ton of like they only until after they really like came public with it did you know did they like together they, they did a lot of red carpet stuff together, but like when the documentary said, like, oh, they've, there were a couple things that were like new information to me. When they said, oh, they were together since before the first season dropped, I was like, that's news to me. Cause like fans didn't find out about that until about season three. Like we that's- had, didn't see that. And so, uh-huh. like, you know, it's, people, I mean, people kind of, some people had guesses, but like, I mean, it hadn't, it, it really stayed mum, but like, you know, they, I don't know. It's just like they they posted the normal amount of stuff that like celebrity couples post like it's I don't know. It's just like but then again, like so did Jenna and, and Kevin and they were just friends. Like oh, right. once again, it all goes back to the fact that these people spent every waking hour together. Of course, they're going to post stuff together. Like it's just. <sighs> <I> just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And around
1: this point in the documentary, there is a moment that i don't know if they left it in because of the irony or if they just the people making this were too dumb to know to edit this out but there's this interview with ryan murphy and it's this video clip where he's like you know boys don't go through what leah michelle's going through
0: oh yeah yeah, it's yeah. like motherfucker
1: you're not going through what leah michelle is going through on this documentary and you well, absolutely he's should also be.
0: Just gonna, that kind of line, realigns with our new theory from earlier about him and making the decision to go back about Leah is like, yeah, maybe he just constantly diverts. Yeah. Maybe the second you bring something up, he just brings up something else. So that now you're talking about that instead of his decision making as a showrunner. Yeah. You're talking about like um, who's dating who and gender norms.
1: <laughs> and even then, like they dwell so much on how soon the show came back after Corey Monteith's death. And like that's not a thing that happens a lot. It's not very often that the lead or one of the lead stars on a show just dies while the show is on the air. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to give people some leeway in how they deal with that. They might not make the best decision under that amount of stress, and like, yeah, it's a bummer the show came back when it did, but it did come back later than they expected it to. If you dig into that, it was only and like. And
0: it's a like few they'll weeks, let but... somebody die in the bathroom of an Olive Garden, and they won't even close. So, <laughs> like, in the grand scheme of things, there are a lot of different decisions we could be making as a society about how to deal with death, and- death and giving. <laughs> People enough space to grieve in different ways but yeah i feel like i as a marketing major really was attributing a lot of credit to people with syndication numbers and things that are like these long-term goals that If you have put in this much work thus far, I can see people just like being like, we're gonna make it like we're gonna make it to get this money where all of this work kind of sets me up us up for life, you know,
2: I was getting uh, so the syndication so the 100th episode actually came in during (laughs) season five was their 100th episode. Mm. And so the thing that gets me is that at the time syndication was like, the thing but now syndication barely matters right. like things aren't getting syndicated they're just being put on streaming and so like right. I don't think I've ever seen Glee aired in syndication anywhere so like it's I mean it's just it's like what was it all for like oh my you know gosh. obviously you I'm can't really predict the future but like what is it all for that.
0: I would have loved for them to have buttoned that up that way
2: yeah Uh, it it's just the just the stress that they were all put under and like uh, yeah and And the story like i
0: was also just thinking about the story and what you said adam is like absolutely you could never predict something like this yeah but i was also like thinking about the fans, and not that you would want something to end that suddenly, but kind of like respecting the storyline in a different way that would possibly be like, yeah, we're going to do right by this character. And not like necessarily end it that abruptly, but I don't know. Like,
1: yeah. Well, there's they, also, they, They keep interviewing that Steven Glickman guy who was a friend of Corey's in that they both were doing TV shows on the same lot at the same time. And I just hate, like, it's already very dramatic that Corey Monteith died during the course of glee being on the air but they're trying to make it so much more dramatic and one of the examples is steven glickman being like well this was a juggernaut of a show they weren't just gonna end it dude it lasted one more season
2: like they they well finished double that it well it was so (laughs) so they had um it the show had actually been renewed um, for after season four, it had been renewed for five and six, so it had actually been renewed for two seasons. And after, and then, so Corey died the summer between f- seasons four and, and five. Oh, and okay. so at that point, it's like they oh, it had already had two ahead. seasons renewed. So it was like, okay, but we've already agreed to to Fox that we're gonna do another Those two were seasons of this, kind of
0: like planned for. Yeah,
2: Yeah, and so like they they hadn't decided that the sixth season was going to be abbreviated. It was a it was a half season It was only 13 episodes And the fifth season was the biggest dumpster fire of a season of that show. And to say that because seasons four and six were also very bad, but season five was the absolute worst. And it makes sense if they had to like rewrite the whole thing on kind of on the fly to be like, well, the storyline we had with Corey Monteith is now with with Finn is now gone. So we just have to redo it. Um, But so is it just
0: very much like what is going on as a
2: season? It's. I oh my god they had a school <laughs> shooting episode it was a whole thing oh. um oh no it's the worst it wasn't what you think but it was also like this is the worst um so the shooter wasn't the like singing you could have
1: or anything i
2: don't. no it oh god it was you do have to do watch Pearl it it is so bad it better no, be i
0: don't <laughs>
2: I, well the name I of the episode is shooting me. star it's terrible no, no, no. Not.
0: why did they name it that
2: it's really bad But the thing is about it, too, is that, like, there was also – there's also – you could – like, you just knew that there was also such pressure from the studio to do these seasons because that Mm. show was a cash cow. Not only did they make money off of people watching the show, they made money off of the concerts, they they didn't even touch on this in the – they kind of touched on it. They released tracks, actual professionally recorded tracks – for every episode that they sold on iTunes. Yeah. So they also made money off of the oh music my gosh, itself. my
0: they were making so much and money. And
2: hand over fist. Like it was, they were making so much money. So they had a vested interest in making sure that that, See, that they they kept with the season order and that those seasons happened. So, okay. I mean, honestly, honestly, all I of the stuff it. of like, oh, it's easiest for us to blame Leah Michelle for this. Is like, yes, it's her fault that they went back so soon. When really i'm like oh i feel There's like no way i feel like really putting the pieces together that it's really like fox was putting the pressure on ryan murphy being like well oh, what are you gonna do what are you gonna do because like i'm guessing there was some like contractual stuff for him too and like we have already like,
0: slated for you to make this money for us
1: yeah
2: yes exactly and so it's like if they if they cut that episode order down from i think that season was like maybe like 20 episodes instead of 22 it's like they lost the revenue on those episodes they didn't do and then they lost the revenue on the songs that they couldn't hmm. release and sell so like i can just see fox looking at the bottom line and be like okay we get that he's dead but like can you guys like please get back to work soon thank everyone you everyone has someone yeah. to
0: answer to yeah, the real curse is capitalism
2: right the real curse is capitalism. <laughs> we've we've removed the hood everybody
0: the glee scooby-doo episode
1: <laughs> yeah The third episode focuses mostly on Naya Rivera and it's 40 minutes long. So I was like, okay, we're going to get an even 20, right? Mark Salling and Naya Rivera. Oh, no, 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 no. It like picks up on him barely. Very barely. And what I do like is all the clips from Glee (laughs) that they show that are like pointing to him being a pedophile. Oh
0: my gosh. That one red carpet one where he does not break when he just like stares at the camera and says, I'm the worst guy or something like that.
1: Yeah, that was, that was grim. There's the, the clip from Glee where he asks the cheerleader who's trying to sleep with him. He says, aren't you underage? And she goes, I have a fake ID. And he goes, good enough for me. Like that was on television.
0: Well, I mean, here's the thing though, that I will not at all come to his defense, but more blame the writing is like, yeah, It was still cute to have, like, a Matthew McConaughey guy as long as he was a senior. Like, he was still at school. So absolutely, like, I feel like we were, it's not that it's that old. It's like 2009 wasn't that long ago. But I do think that we were close enough to, like, joking in teen movies and stuff about stuff like that where that got a laugh absolutely like it didn't age well but like don't put that on him he like even them being like oh well we were writing stuff that they were really saying it's like yeah but you weren't writing like hey i downloaded an awesome gift of a child the other day like you wrote that because you made a character that was that dude because everyone has a friend like that dude like yeah (laughs) especially then like now, I, you have friends s- like that. That I guess you like. Like that guy now. They would just write as more of a villain, and he would be like, "Oh, can't say stuff anymore." But like, right. that character still exists. Sorry,
2: Jack. yeah. <laughs> I will say that the scene that they showed of like her saying, like, you know, I have a fake ID. Um, that is actually from a um uh seasons four or five, and that character Kitty is a new cheerleader who was brought in in season four after. He had like that after Puck had graduated from high school, so he was an oh, adult. Oh, he is in the older. Show. <laughs> he is older in the show, and she's like a sophomore. Oh, um, Yeah, so it's gross. Um, and I would like to correct. I did look up the episodes. Um, "A Shooting Star," which once again, that is the title of the episode. Um, is in season four, not season five. That's my bad, but it's still a bad episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's still. <laughs> it's still bit bad bit at least it's not it doesn't change
2: the title. content at least it's when not they, like
1: how they kill Corey monteith off on the show that would have been grim
2: i mean i will say the one i know we're trying to like move on from Corey monteith but like i will say the one nice thing that they did in the quarterback episode which was in a very emotional episode if you've I'm, never seen yeah it. i've seen it no i just it thought
0: about watching the, it and was like oh god okay. i don't know if i could do that
2: i mean it's devastating um but like you can tell this is a cast and crew that is still actively really? grieving yes um,
0: they're like oh i'm there we can keep rolling do you want to do it again yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: we, can, we can capitalize on this um oh that gosh. they but i like that they left finn's death ambiguous mm-hmm. and that they were like we're not How? gonna say what it was they How just they, they were like the
0: it happened He's they just gone. like it was like
2: we heard that this happened wow. and it's like them reeling after it but it's like i like that they didn't declare anything because okay. i think i think any choice they would have made would have felt disingenuous mm. and because everybody knew what happened exactly <laughs> everybody knew what the reality right. was but i think deciding to do the reality when that's so far outside of the character I mm. think like if they would have said, like, oh no, Finn was on what Finn was uh abusing drugs, it would have been like, Okay, but that's not the character. Like that mm. th- we've never seen that happen mm. in this yeah. show. Like, there's that no would've...
0: foreshadowing that he's like yeah. a pressured all American boy that turned to that or anything. So there wasn't there yeah, any need there was to like make that. None
2: of that. Yeah. And like at the end of the fourth season, like his character's on like an upswing. And so it was also just like it, it was just sense it didn't make any sense and so but any other option if they have been like he had a heart attack would have been like at 19 no. like right. yeah. God, it feels, it would have that feels that feels far-fetched cheapened.
1: it would have had to be like a car that, accident or something
0: that yeah which,
2: which okay they already did the car accident thing though so they oh. couldn't do that
0: again <laughs> same we're just, car we're just
2: serial re-
1: killer
0: they just turn it into christine <laughs> yeah
1: so the final episode of Glee aired on March 20th, 2015. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday.
2: It's my birthday.
1: And shortly after that, Mark Salling pleads guilty to possession of child pornography.
0: This is the one that I never knew about. I don't think I ever knew oh, about really?
1: this. No. Mm. Yeah, it it's dark, but they also don't. Like, they give us the really basic details. They're like... Yeah, you know, his girlfriend tipped off the police after finding some images on his computer and turns out there were like 20,000 of them and he hung himself in Angeles National Forest. Great guy though. Let's drag Naya Rivera's name through the mud now.
0: They really just use the footage of pulling him out of the canyon more than anything to the point that I kept thinking that was someone else. Like they use (laughs) use the footage of of them finding his body more than they talk about what actually led to, I don't know, which I mean, not like... There is a much to say after you hear twenty thousand images and videos, yeah, um, but like it doesn't seem like they kept even many reactions. Like for as much as we hear people talk about and read like retweets about Leah, for them to not have even any tweets of reactions of anyone really to mark, did they?
1: Did they do any of that? The ones they had were just like, hey, bro, gonna miss you. And they had like, there were talking heads. There was one who was like, I can't imagine what it must feel like to be that alone. And it's like, yeah. Listen, documentary, you don't have to do this. Like, you can just tell us what Mark Salling did and fucking move on. Like, you don't have to try, of all the things to try and sugarcoat and like soften the blow of in this documentary. It's this. That's insane.
0: Well, it's weird that they do that after they do like a creep supercut of all the other stuff. So it's not like they're that worried about damning him because they'll do yeah. it through clips from the show, but they just don't allow any space after him taking his own life. Yeah. That doesn't play into the agenda that is the tragedy of glee. Right. <laughs> like it's kinda like, we need you to go back to to thinking about the curse now. Like it doesn't really behoove <laughs> us for you to focus on him being a dirtbag. So we're just not gonna go
2: there. I, I think would've would have benefited the their theory of like, oh, they're th- this is a curse. This is a what was if, if they actually like went into like talking because they had a they had a psychologist on the show, you know, talking about it. And I'm really glad they had her talking about it because like her saying like, oh, the reason he killed himself was probably because of, you know. It was these reasons, was because he didn't see a future for himself. And I'm like, that's what I was saying when it happened. And I was like, yeah, Yeah. like, I don't, (laughs) frankly, I was like, I don't blame him for doing that. It sucks for the victims that they don't get their, that, you know, they don't get to see him, you know, go to jail or anything. But like, yeah, it made a lot of sense. But like, I think if the documentary really wanted to go in on the like, oh, isn't it crazy that three people from this show that was a hit died? I think that they would have really had to talk about how and why Mark Salling came into possession of that type of material. And it would have forced them to kind of talk about, like, and discuss, like, you know, stars who are, and this, this happens all the time that these like that these that these young stars it happens on for youtubers and everything that they have a young fan base yep and especially with new social media that are that they're that they're willing to send these things because
0: seven years younger than you actually are you've at this point had how many years of summers of just like high-pitched falsetto prepubescent girls screaming at you with all the passion they have in their body that y- it's now up to you to be the adult and discern that this young child is misinformed and yeah. like not being a good enough person to do that. And you were just like, have could not have more access to your victims and, yeah.
2: Yeah, they would, have, they would have had to go into that. And they I don't think this documentary- They definitely were going to show tons of
0: footage of him at those Hot Topic stores after that or anything like no. that.
2: Yeah. No, I just don't think this docuseries was brave enough to go there and like yeah. actually talk about that. And I don't think that they would have had anybody to talk about him enough and like what they saw and what they experienced around him. And like, and I just, you know, it was one of the, and it's like, the other thing too is like, I don't. Like, I don't think they're brave enough to go there. I also don't think they wanted to go there, but they had to talk about him because you'd be remiss if you didn't. Like, right. be like, oh, yeah, these, but they, But they basically did that, too, where they were like, oh, my God, these two stars on this show died super tragically and this other one that had a lot of child pornography on his computer. But you know what? These two other stars died (laughs) really tragically. Which I think adds
0: to, like, everything being so off balance because it's like you have three episodes, you have three stars, you have Three, I think, crew does, possibly more. That they like it gets real choppy. And,
2: <laughs> they so they so badly wanted the thesis to be like, look what look what stardom does to young celebrities. Mm-hmm. I think that was like the thesis yes. that they wanted to have, yes. but they that and the curse be,
0: B story that the curse, that yeah. curse.
2: <laughs> <sighs> the curse. But like they wanted, they so badly wanted that to be the. Theory because they also showed With Naya they showed like oh her Marital issues and things like that and Like trying to frame of like oh it was Stress and being like I don't doubt that it was Stress but like you know, but also like she was done with the show. Like it, yeah. it's that
0: <laughs> seemed like it was just Naya. Like yeah, it was such you, a who doesn't have a friend like that? It's like, yeah, girl, stop messing his car up. You're an adult. Like everybody has friends that do things like that when they're mad and they'll be like, I know I probably shouldn't have done that, but I don't care. And it's like, some of us just have enough money to not stay in jail after we vandalized people's cars. <laughs> but, like, that wasn't some, like, yeah. crazy. Because that's, like, that just seemed like who she, a part of who she was as a person. That was another time that I liked her dad being in there. Because he yeah. was just like, yeah, I love my daughter. She also egged cars sometimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the things I found really frustrating about the Mark Salling part is you were able to find, like, three or four people to be like, yeah, but he was... You know he was a nice guy i feel bad for him you couldn't find one person who was like okay leah michelle's a lot but like there's not one person who could have apologized for all the things that people are saying about her in this documentary you could only find i
0: don't think they were interested
1: that's and that's that's what i hate like i hate that (laughs) like you you needed people to apologize for mark Salling in this that badly but you couldn't get one person to be like okay
0: Well, I think Leah Michelle is under a lot of stress. I think that they kind of call themselves out on it, where it's like, they probably would have found someone like that if she was gone if she was yeah. dead they probably would have found someone but she's fine and in funny girl so she gets <laughs> to be the person that murdered cory like.
1: and there's another yeah. crazy quote from a journalist when they start moving into the naya rivera part where he says it's just crazy how with the media one day they're dragging you through the mud and then the next day they're praising you because you're dead and it's like, what is the point of that? Are you saying, like, well, we should still drag her through the mud?
0: <laughs> I think, again, I think that's another quote that badly conveys what they're trying to say. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I honestly they're trying to say, like, that it seems disingenuous when all of a sudden this person that you were downing a second ago is all of a sudden an angel because... They've passed away, but they seem to do that with Mark. That's why I feel like they're calling themselves out. That's why I was like, maybe they did do that on purpose.
1: I don't think that. I don't think this documentary is (laughs) that smart.
2: So that whole bit of like, like you know, dragging people, and then the next minute they're dead. It's just like, no. First, you're dragging through the mud, and then you don't talk about them for three years and then they're dead and that's really what die, happened like, oh, no. like like it's not like naya had a ton of stuff happening i think she was in devious maids after that and like she did a couple of things but like didn't have this like you know substantial career afterwards that she rightfully deserved because she's very talented you know yeah. and like and that's not to say most of them de- it's like they all deserve whatever career that they want because they are also so deeply talented but like but like just to say that like she was dragged through the mud up until her death and be like no (laughs) nobody was paying attention to naya rivera that's what was happening
0: and i do think that they kind of took an e true hollywood approach to that edit again because i feel like that man if it's the person i think it was because i remember it's it, like i think he was also a hairstylist or wardrobe and he had like his hair part to the side and slick to one side but i feel like that could have been him just speaking in generalities about hollywood and they were yeah. like that's a really powerful place for us to edit this in and just stop with an image of naya because he seemed like he could have just been talking about celebrity in general Maybe not. No. Maybe was he I'm more was he
2: the was he the one in like the office with like the brick background? Oh, see, I thought it was like, the lad man
0: that was sitting in the auditorium and he was like I mean that's what it oh. is with celebrity. Like you could be talking they yeah. can praise you uh, the one day and then
1: they yeah, say they love
0: you cuz you're dead. Yeah, yeah, it
1: was that guy? Okay. He was a reporter.
0: Oh, I didn't realize yeah. he was a reporter. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, I felt even the first time he said it, they kind of he says it, they switch tonight and then it goes black. And I was like, that's also just them being like, oh, my gosh, timestamp when he said that, because we're going to use that. Yeah. And kind of associate it with Naya. But like you're saying, that not actually being what the course of her life was. Yeah. But that being like blaming, like turning the thing around. Like, look at you. Look at you watching this documentary. What celebs have you been talking shit about today? Like, (laughs) look at yourself in the mirror. Like, that was supposed to be an indictment on us as an audience. And I,
1: I hate when a true crime documentary pulls that shit. There's one on Netflix called Don't Fuck With Cats. Yeah. at the, uh, mm-hmm. the end, the woman turns to the camera and goes, or are you part of it? And it's like, no, motherfucker, you're the one making the true crime documentary. <laughs> you were the one egging that dude on on the Internet. I'm, I don't have shit to do with this. And that's kind of how I felt about this documentary by the end. It's like, fuck you. Like, again, I hate all the thing they do around her death. Jack already brought up, but someone's like, what made her go on the boat that day? like is that a serious question like what made her go on a boat with her kid they were going swimming well they do have the one
0: person who's like maybe she was just a mom that wanted to go out on a boat
2: (laughs) yeah but but
0: like one person says that after they ask that question open-ended like then they
1: throw (laughs) that person off a boat
0: and then, and then but that like, woman has to swim back.
2: But like most importantly, they didn't mention that it's like maybe she was just a mom that wanted to go out with her kid. They never mentioned that's it what I was mean, like during the-, the it was during lockdown. She oh, went yeah, yeah, yeah. during lockdown. Yeah. Like that was one of the few things you could fucking do. Like if, even the like,
0: fact that it wasn't like a group of friends on a boat or like, you know.
2: Yeah, and they were like, "Why didn't she have anybody with her?" Right, because it was during <laughs> lockdown, you right. idiot. Right, that's she couldn't have anybody we with us because we're hanging
0: out, like, no, even with our entourages. Was,
2: no, because that was July mm. of 2020. Like people, like oh, yeah. we still nobody was vaccinated. It was still just like it was still just like, oh, be in your pod. I was, it was about like, to
0: say parents hadn't was, even like fully formed. they were like, I'm done with this like your clean kids are playing with my clean kids things or whatever yeah like
2: it it was like yeah that's what she's gonna do also she's a celebrity she can't just take her kid to the park Mm -hmm. and like be normal about it and also you can just have a like a fun trip with your child to go on a fucking boat why is this so fucking hard like it was just like it's it's not
0: they had 15 more minutes Jack they can't Uh, just just end it they needed to have something to go with at least 10 more minutes of late drone shots and they had already <laughs> done the forensic rundown with that guy on the boat
2: <laughs> it couldn't have been carbon it monoxide poisoning be- get
1: out of course it get wasn't. Out of- she
2: wasn't a covered
1: answer <sighs> here's the thing about the covid oh my god point two that would have made bringing that up in the documentary very worthwhile mm. if you flash back to covid we were Like not all of us, but a lot of people were going out and like trying new shit because you couldn't do all the same things. So it might not just be that she went out on that boat because it was a COVID activity she could do. She probably wasn't that experienced with a pontoon boat.
0: Clearly was not, according to
1: her dad. Yeah, and that would have (laughs) contributed to it also yeah
2: yeah. That's also, that's also a very father-daughter relationship too that he's like eh, she didn't know shit about boats she could have been the <laughs> best boater in the world and he sort of been like i still knew well, more about boats than her and you're like well, okay, i feel down. like
0: he's also like we were boat people and it's like there's no way my dad's gonna call us boat people but also <laughs> i'm real time learning about anchors like those two things don't go together
2: yeah it's so hard to like frame that as like a result of the show like she's just a mom who tragically drowned in a lake like uh, like after that point like the only connection is
0: that (laughs) she was on the show at one point
2: yeah. Right? And I think it's no, just a yes, tragedy yeah. that happened
0: to someone that was on the show. Yeah. And, that's why, and that's why, Jack, they use that woman's audio multiple times that says things were even happening after the show ended. Like she says that in every single episode. <laughs> so by then you shouldn't have that question anymore, Jack. The curse continues. Like, that's why you're not supposed to. <laughs> I know. It didn't I, work I, on I, you, I don't think.
2: No, but here's the thing. I can't lie and tell you that I I didn't think that when Naya's death did happen like because it I was in like, your head. it was like, oh, that's three people from this cast. That's really weird. And I'm just like, oh, please, please let this not be a curse. And like, please don't come for anybody else in this cast, like in weird ways. Yeah. Like it's just. It's one of those things where it's uncanny, but it's just like it's more of a coincidence than like an it is, actual thing. But also thing.
0: nobody else associated with this show can die from anything other than in their sleep peacefully or they will be a part <laughs> of the curse. And that's not the way yes. a lot of people pass away. So like, no. there's going to be another one. <laughs> I, mean, well, I hate to well, say and it.
2: The, it's one of those things where it's like, I think Naya's death could have fit better into the narrative that they were driving for this documentary was if this had happened while she was on the show and it was like oh because her body was exhausted from how much work it was having to do working on this show and it's like and then she she like and it was like she could have just like you know died from exhaustion you know because her body just gave up and it was like that would have been like oh yeah this show's fucking cursed because it's like you can yeah. draw each of their deaths yeah. directly to a cause that this show had on them, yeah. but like... That's ugh, too good, though. It didn't work out that way. It didn't work out that Mark.
0: way. I feel like they would have focused more on um, Mark's pedophilia if, and I'm so glad that it wasn't, but if, heaven forbid, he had victimized anyone on the show or associated with the show, they probably would have talked about it way more. He would have got like a whole episode two would have been all him probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it's- they, it didn't have a tie-in that was that good, so they had to kind of keep him as like the ominous foreshadowing that no one on the show knew about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just Yeah. It's just I get including Naya Rivera in this makes sense, but also trying to tie it to a curse. That's that's insane. Like But that's it's the so, thing Adam
0: is that things kept happening after the show. I know. Laps. Like I
1: I'm surprised there wasn't a <laughs> I'm surprised I'm there sorry. wasn't a fourth episode about like the Capitol riots or
0: something. <laughs> I <think there>
2: was- <laughs> Did Glee cause to this?
0: I love it. They have a one, don't let any Gleek have ever grown up to be <laughs> an extreme nationalist.
2: <laughs> I just, I, I, uh, I know we keep going back to Leah Michelle, but like, they're, you know, they kind of touched on it of like, with when like Darren had invited like a few of like the the featured background to like come sit with them and it was like oh somebody said that you can't sit with them and it's like oh it was Leah and it's like yeah it's like okay it's a good anecdote but like there's also like documentation of like some of the cast members of color who rightfully were like leah michelle was super fucking racist to me like like samantha ware straight up like called her out like especially because like you know leah had posted like a whole thing like supporting blm and samantha ware was like where the fuck was this when i was on the show and you were super racist to me and i wondered about
0: that whenever he was telling that story i was like "Mm, i wonder what Kind of elitism, this is even stemming from because,
1: yeah. yeah,
0: before and not that I assumed it, but it did cross my mind because before that, um, like actor's story, I was wondering if it was a difference between this culture and Broadway culture because I feel like dancers are used to a certain level of horrendousness, and like, even I don't know, there's like certain. Places like pageant girls, I have been friends with that. Like, you expect a certain level of horribleness from people around you sometimes that you don't know. And I wonder if she came from Broadway and was just like, everyone is this horrible, and people in Hollywood were like, oh no, people talk shit about you if you're this mean. And she just didn't. Is that is that? Am I making this up?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm making up. It's theory, possible. But I don't know. <laughs> it's it's possible just but like to, just I to mean, be like
0: um hey can you get yeah. that guy i don't want him sitting here and just to feel super comfortable doing that is like kind of wild yeah.
2: yeah i mean samantha samantha ware was properly on the show she was a she was a recurring character and like said. and her saying that and like she was the one that like straight up called Leah out, and she's like, "I don't give a shit." <laughs> she's yeah. like, "I got but nothing to lose." Did she give
0: speci- specifics, or was she just like, "You were never nice to me," and I a hundred percent know this is why.
2: I mean, she 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 had a couple examples. This was a Ooh, couple years ago, I'm and gonna so go it was Google and and like <laughs> I think like I also think that like a couple other you know uh, uh, actors of color also also kind of like subtweeted her, and so mm-hmm. like. It was, it was like, oh, this feels like a confirmation of sorts. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I've been saving this because when I did background on, on Glee, it was um, during season six. It was the Burt Bacharach episode. Sure. Um, and I was, yeah, it was uh, what the world needs now. It uh, was the title of the episode. Yes, and like <laughs> um, you won't find me because it was pre-transition. <laughs> Good luck. Um <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just remember like waiting in the wings, and I'd done a background for a few other things before. And you know, those days can go super long, and they're just like, and you're just sitting around, you're like, what's even happening? But the day was going by really fast. And it was like, Oh, this is interesting given that we're actually shooting a musical sequence right now, and like this seems to be taking a while, but like it's it's moving a lot of clip. And I mentioned something to a background actor who did background on Glee. A lot, and I was like, "Oh, it seems to be going really fast today." And she, no joke, this is forever seared into my brain of like where we were, what was happening, and she said, "Yeah, that's because Leah's in a good mood today." And I was like, "What? (laughs) What?
0: Like, and so it dictates how these days go. Yeah, yeah, and
2: so like even." Even hearing that, I was like, "Okay, this is a background actor who likely has no, has never spoken to her, has right. never in her but like has seen this as right. an observer." My day is directly
0: like, affected by this woman's mood, <laughs> and I directly.
2: <laughs> and so it was like, it's like, yeah, you know, it's just heard that she's just notoriously difficult mm. to work with, and that she has had these encounters with other actors, and she's treated other actors this way, and it's just like. And then it and then that all of that behavior is reflected in how much work she's gotten after the show. Mm. Like, if you get the reputation of being difficult and you keep proving people right, like, yeah, they're not going to hire you. Like, that's
0: the thing is even because the first time the and that's the thing. Again, that was another moment that this documentary was so bad that it discredited something that I wanted to agree with, because instead of going straight to that actor who had an actual like interaction even adjacent to her they wait for that to got kind of to come in like 45 minutes in possibly the second episode even and let that caddy guy who is friends with Naya, who we know she's not friends with, give all of the documentation. And it's like, who are you? And so that, even though I knew, and because he used the word difficult first, I was like, oh, well, that's like the Scarlet Letter. Like she's done. Anything you do or say about her after that in this documentary, I feel like I know where you all stand on her as a- as a publication
2: yeah. fans fans also noticed it too because mm. when you would when you would see all of them posting on twitter and you know and like posting all their photos and who they were hanging out with and who they were tagging it was like everybody else and then like leah was often her own thing mm. with you know with Corey or Doing something else, right. but it was like she was never with them. Right. It was always you can like tell the people same
0: people like uh, decide to be around when they don't have to be yeah. around. Yeah.
2: Yes. And so she, but she never hung out with them outside. And it mm-hmm. was like almost like everybody. And then Leah was off on her own. Right. So it's like, I don't think, and it's like that feels like a very, obvious exclusion and not like her choosing to opt out.
0: But even that is such a far more honest and interesting commentary on what it was like to work with her on the show than the direction they took,
1: Yeah, which
0: is like Mm -hmm. having that one guy who should have honestly only barely spoken about Naya and they could have just let him put his fiance story in there and been done with it. Oh, Or have more people from the show which i guess they couldn't have gotten but like actually talk about that instead of that the leap that they took yeah with the hairdresser and her acting like she was like picked cory to be her puppet or like you know what i mean that whole angle
1: i think this documentary should have just been like hey you're not gonna believe how fucking crazy glee was Like trying to make it a true crime thing and introducing this curse angle just made it dumb. Like there's so many (laughs) leaps and it's like this story is dark enough. Like you don't have to try and make it darker for us. We get it. This show was enveloped by tragedy. We understand. Mm -hmm. Just tell the story.
0: Like you said, even everything with Naya, I feel like they fluff with so much speculation that you kind of have to come back mentally to a mother to like how the child was found to all of that that is the actual tragedy of what happened i kind of like came back to that at the end because you've had like you went full forensic files for a second and had a guy (laughs) on a boat like why why did that need to happen
2: didn't that was so wild that was so wild i was like oh
0: i looked up and i was like oh, oh we're doing this like yeah
2: I will admit that I read a review of this, uh, or I skimmed a review of this docuseries before I watched it, and one of them pointed out, he's like, why are we bringing Naya's father to the lake, a place where he hasn't been since she died? What is the purpose of this? Why are we doing this? Literally just the shot. Why? Why are we just re-traumatizing this man well, even the we don't need to be of, doing this even
0: the video of like he could have said what he said in his house yep. and they could have cut to the footage of him running into the lake heartbroken mission accomplished like you got yeah. your freaking tragedy nut off you did not have to like pay for the gas to make him drive back down there
1: yeah yeah the the yeah. second half of this episode just Feels like grief porn, kind of.
0: Because there's no new information. Like, it yeah. wouldn't feel, it would feel worth it if we were bringing anything to light that, like you said, Jack, apparently hadn't already been covered. Like, I felt a little bit better knowing less and thinking that this is like some theory that hadn't been explored to this extent. Yeah. And it's like knowing that this has already (laughs) been addressed is even more. I'm sure the people that are the most interested in this will like it the least. You know what I mean? The People that want to watch this and like even look back on it in any kind of way or like hopefully get new information or a new angle or something, but at least be like, oh, I'm glad that they spoke to this person. Anything like I don't know
2: yeah no as soon as as soon as i heard that they spoke to none of the original cast i was like oh so this is gonna be terrible and i kept Um, waiting for
0: anyone to show up anyone
2: (sighs) anyone they should have just made the thesis of the docuseries like this is what can happen to people if we put them in the spotlight at too young of an age and don't support them like and we don't have systems in place to help them through this like like young f- and but of course that could also have just been a whole fucking 13 episode series talking about like child stars I was about and to just say, like,
0: like child and labor the and the price because yeah. i
2: just yeah. i
0: never thought about it till you said this but i was wondering about how stringent they are on younger stars is it just that everyone was a teen so they were like fuck it because it's like when you're an actual child they probably or is that them doing what you mentioned earlier where they were just paying all those fines because the, they should have um, been able to stop for like school and stuff, even right?
2: The the youngest cast member of the original cast was Chris Colfer, and he was eighteen when he was cast. so they were all adults. They yep, did not have to matter. worry about those pesky child labor laws yep. um, mm-hmm. and giving them okay. breaks and having them stop after a certain number of hours. Right? Nope, they... Okay.
1: I'm just gonna say it. Actors need a union. <laughs> yeah.
2: Throw my hands up.
0: Someone make it happen. Tough.
2: Man, Adam man, coming that's out with the a,
0: fresh ideas.
2: <laughs> Adam, you should you should bring that to your to your other podcast. Unpopular opinion. Should I tweet that? I should tweet that. You should people tweet that. People <laughs> support you should tweet that. Yeah, yeah. But smart yeah, take on
1: my part. I think I think we've hit the end of the episode. We've, this was really good. Thank you both. I really Yay. appreciate it. Yay. Uh, I do not recommend this documentary. I guess if people want to hate watch it, you can go do that. But
0: I was about it, to say, it is which, one, like, which, if you know a lot about it and you want to yell with someone, like, if Jack has a friend that maybe wants to scream with him about it, no, you don't want to do that, Jack. Oh, <laughs> yes.
2: honestly, honestly, if you know, it, like, if you if you were a Gleek, if you watched the whole show and you were, like, deep in the fandom, you can pass this entirely. There was <laughs> don't waste your only time don't waste your time the only new information to me was finding out about the crew members who died that was the only new information to me okay everything else was known everything else was well documented has been discussed at length if you were a fan of this show like and like deep in it you can skip this i mean you can watch it if you want to watch it you can get a free uh trial week to Discovery Plus through Amazon Prime. That's how I watched it, and then I canceled my subscription because <laughs> fuck Warner Brothers Discovery.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, because also you could know nothing about Glee and still kind of be infuriated by this documentary. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> that's who yeah. I was.
1: Everyone should be mad at this documentary except Mark Salling. Like he. Kind of, oh yeah, gets treated the best, and Stop. that's another reason that would it sucks. be the
0: best troll review is five stars, and it just works out.
2: <laughs> from the grave.
1: So um, again, thank you both. Do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Katrina, how about you? Um,
0: I mean, I do stand up. So you can follow me at Katrina Savad, which is just Davis backwards. It's S-I-V-A-D. There's just a bunch of Davises. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I have shows. If you live in L.A., come hang out. I have a special on Prime if you want to watch that. But yeah, just follow me on all the things and you'll easily find a link to more things that are related to me. So thanks.
2: <laughs> nice. Jack, how about you? I have nothing to plug. Uh, I'm not doing anything. I'm... Still wearing pajama pants right now, um, <laughs> but too. you can follow me <laughs> on Twitter or Instagram at Jack Loves TV. Yay!
1: Um, and you can uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. That's Todd with one D. And uh, follow my sub Substack com You can give me money to write. And I sure would appreciate if you do that. And I think that's it. Let's get out of here. Jack, say goodbye. Bye. Katrina, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) We love you.